Hello, Australia. Konnichiwa, Australia. Welcome to Dodging Armageddon. Dodging Armageddon. To. Welcome to Tokyo 2020. Now, even bigger and better in 2021. Let's cross over to two Aussies camped on the business end of a chopstick, poised to take the gold medal plunge into the miso soup. It's rampaging Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Are you there, HG? Yes, TF Marchico and Ryden locked in the Dodging Armageddon soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand Tokyo HQ. You can feel. That unmistakable, the Aussies have come for gold vibe from Ike Owen Ryden. And it's a green and gold time to shine fever that they're communicating to Olympic Central in today's opening spray. Australia, welcome to Tokyo, where the shower on top of the cistern is always golden. Welcome to day four of competition, a day set aside to acknowledge the contribution of the catering and cleaning staff at all Olympic venues across Tokyo. The CCs are the game's unsung champions. If you are here at any venue, there's a plate of sushi. And sashimi featuring Australian Tommy Ruff for everyone. And this afternoon, a traditional serving of Manu style 30 centimetre sausage rolls. Yeah, hook into them. HD Nelson opening the dig on the Dodge for another day of Olympic action. We greet you with the news that Flora Duffy has won the first gold medal ever for Bermuda in the women's triathlon. Bermuda, population 167. That's a hell of an achievement. I mean, they've. Per head of population, they are batting well above their weight. Proud, extremely proud. The Olympics stood up and saluted as one. The sloops were pointing north. Is it just me or are there a lot of first-timers at these Olympics? Speaking of gold, Kaylee McEwen, gold by 0.2 of a second. Imagine that, 0.2 of a second. Can you think about counting that while you're swimming? I can't. 100 metres backstroke, new Olympic record. Now, water polo, our stingers do what they do best. They put away the Dutch in a thriller. Down at one point by three points, the stingers clawed their way back into the competition, took the old gold fruit and nut of the bill. And what about the incredibly brave performance? And I use that word brave advisedly. I mean, when you let yourself go like Dean Boxall does, and I hope I'm not treading on Roy's toes here, you know, you can add to the damage pretty quickly. I mean, you've got your face mask off, you're tearing up and down those hard edges. You've never been in this joint before. This pool's a complete stranger to you. You're bumping into things, you're going off, you want to celebrate, and all of a sudden you're in hospital. I mean, Dean mercifully hadn't you know, gone that far. His big show went viral. And I'm sure that Seven has lined up a show for Box once he lands back in Australia. I don't know what it'll be called. Just Dean, try it on me. He continues the explosion of emotion from Australian coaches that were first seen when coach Laurie Lawrence, remember him, used to stroll the pool deck looking for winners so he could go off. Our softballers pack away the bat and ball and leave, but they're heroes. They came, they had a go, they went. They didn't cause any ruckus like Boxel and his crew, but they had a swing, they were part of the big show. Keep an eye out for our featherweight boxer, Sky Nicholson, who in a day of upsets put away the classic Korean IGM in the round of 16. Next up for Sky, Team GBs, and I hate saying that. You know I hate saying that. Team GBs, who let them in? Uh, Karis Arting stall. The stink to on tomorrow. Go Sky, Team GB. They still give me the shits. I mean, when I last looked, they had 10 medals, 4-5-1. We only had seven, 3-1-1. Rugby sevens and Australia's clobbered by South Africans in game one, but bounced back to put away career in game two. Their tilt now depends upon a big win against the old foe New Zealand this evening. And now let's free from the leash on day four. A man who became a legend by beating a legend. That man is rampaging Roy Slavin. What highlights have caught your eye overnight? Shintaro! Yes, thank you very much. Konnichiwa, konnichiwa, HD-san.
and uh, Konnichiwa Australia-san. Um, now, actually, I've been trying to get my head across what's happening back home via Channel 7, and mercifully I can access with the app... 7 Plus. Yes, mm. and it's, it's just been fantastic. It's been an absolute revelation for me. I think what this Olympics has done, and with lockdown back home and all of that, it's drawn people back to public broadcasting. You, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean, commercial broadcasting, but, but free to air. Ratings through the roof. Ratings through the roof. Free to air. FTA. It's back. I know. It's back. Now, it's like I, the book. Yeah, I haven't seen free to air for so long. Mm. It's been fantastic. I, I, the ads have been a revelation to me. I had no idea so many of our athletes have been, been inspired by the mining industry. Yeah. The mining industry, I, I didn't realise how much that put in, put into Australian athletes. There are some athletes who are ambassadors for Australian mining. This is just fantastic to get the message out there, especially here in Japan. They love our stuff. They love the stuff we dig up. And there's great opportunities for Aussies to mention the sorts of stuff you can get that we're digging up, not only to the Japanese, uh. but... People all from all, all walks of life. From all corners of the earth. Including China. Oh, China, are they here? They're here. <laughs> Bloody hell. Now. <sighs> I hope they're not bringing our wine with them. It's just occurred to me, actually, that Tasmania seems to be punching above its weight. Uh, we had Ariana Titmus. What a fantastic Tasmanian she is. Great miner. Great, great performance. A golden girl. Golden. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Daniel Watkins, uh, another great Tasmanian. So I'd just like the people of Australia to acknowledge what the Apple Isle is doing here in Tokyo, punching well above its weight. Uh, now, you mentioned um, uh, our uh, highly excitable coach, Dean, uh, Boxall. G- Dean Boxall. Yes. Were his, uh, were his actions too much? I- I'm a little unsure. I mean, I love seeing Aussies going off. I, I really do. And I love Aussies showing that they're Aussies uh, to the Japanese uh, by taking the mask off and just bellowing, you know, what are you going to do about it, essentially? I'm the coach here. I'm a coach. C, big C, that's me. I did all the work. She did nothing. I'm glad you said that. was the message, <laughs> loud and clear. And uh, I, I thought, uh, what a shot in the arm for coaching in Australia. How many people would like to put their hands up and say, yeah, I'm a coach too? Yeah, I'm learning. You know, a lot of coaches are a little bit embarrassed to say they're coaches. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, the Stingers, you might have mentioned, as she took out the Netherlands, and they described their win as surreal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now... Nathan Templeton, his name might be HG. He's uh, Seven's uh, man uh, who interviews the swimmers. Mm -hmm. He's terrific. Mm -hmm. Now, when uh, our Tasmanian superstar, superstar, golden girl, Ariane, emerged from the pool, uh, he said to her, Ariane, how surreal is it? (laughs) How surreal? I've never heard that question asked. Never. Never in my born days. I mean, often it's a response, you know, how how did it feel out there? Oh, it was really surreal. Fair enough. Stinger style. You know, that's normal. But for someone to put the word in the mouth so that she had to, you know, put on a scale of, you know, between naught and ten, how surreal it was. She said it was really surreal. 
really surreal, Isn't which get, makes you realise just how bloody surreal winning gold is these days. Now, <laughs> something else I, it struck me, HG, because, I, you know, I went to bed early, as you know, because I've got a lot of work on. Yeah. It's Olympics, you know, you've got yeah, to keep it's hard. up. It's, it's hard. Incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. Anyway, with the, the 7 app, I, I caught a little bit of, uh, oh, God, he's doing a great job. It might be, uh, I think it's Hamish who's working with, uh, her name might be Abby Gelmy. I haven't come across her before, but she's terrific. Just terrific. Anyway, they were doing a, a little bit of uh, funny stuff, you know, like calling Olympics from home, people doing stuff in their lounge rooms, which I love. I just love Ozzy showing off. And uh, it fell out of sync. So it was like watching The Samurai. It really took me back, HG. Because, you know, Hamish's, the words had come and then his lips had moved. It was just surreal. It really was genuinely bloody hell out of this world. Surreal. Ah, and as the Japanese have been saying to me all bloody day today, Australia, thank you. Olympic fact, the Dodge. Olympic truth, the Dodge. Olympic Australian decency, the Dodge. This is Dodging Armageddon on ABC Radio. Ah, now, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Uh, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. That's RoyNHG at abc.net.au. We'll have a few correspondence uh, in a couple of minutes' time. Now, Roy, mm. Bruce's sleep deprivation. Yeah. That's starting to worry me. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they could put a bed in the studio so when the ads are on, he could have a couple of minutes to himself yeah. and yeah. just quieten down a bit. I think he's going to be exhausted because his big week starts next week, it doesn't does. it? It does, it does. Uh, it's an occupational hazard, isn't it, uh, for anyone who signs up to cover Olympics. Uh, you just you, you know you're going to be sleep-deprived. You're sleep-deprived. I'm sleep-deprived. Mm. You've just got to be across so many bloody things. things. You know, you've got uh, how many, 300 disciplines, something like that? 339. 339 disciplines, mm-hmm. you know, when you put repper charges in and you have heats, you know, you, you're looking at th- literally thousands of events you've got to cover and you've got to, you know, be mindful of a lot of people participating for whom there is very you have very little interest for. But you've got to... Somehow manufacture interest. Can I ask, though, is it wise for a network, a senior Mm. network in this area who have done this a long time, to allow their number one caller to come on and his opening comment is how sleep-deprived I am? I mean, that's wrong. That's wrong. I mean, surely he's got to come on. I mean, I don't mind him talking about his personal life. No, 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 I like that. I I think that lets you in and makes him more human. But he's got to come on with a bit more attack and a bit more positivity. You wouldn't get us doing that because people are given that we're sleep-deprived. No, no, no. Uh, Look, you you take it as read when you're doing Olympics that you're sleep-deprived all the time. We all are. Mm. We all are. We, you, you know, but you don't talk about it. No. Because people aren't interested in that sort of thing. They want to know who they won. They want to know who won, mm. how the Aussies are going, you know, what's going on poolside, how surreal is it, and what's stuff hap- like that. What's happening in that house up on the Queensland where all the families are sequestered? Well, that is just brilliant. I feel sorry for those poor families. You know, they, 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 they want to celebrate, you know, their, their, their kids have done well, they're very proud. Proud. And all of a sudden they've got Channel 7 bearing down on them with a camera and a bloke saying, how surreal is it? <laughs> now... Can I ask the question that seems to be bothering a lot of people is are the games genuinely live yeah. in Australia? I can't tell from here because obviously I'm looking at the app, 7 Plus and so on. Yeah. Look, I'm not, a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, as you well know. I'm not an epidemiologist either. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't pretend to be. But when something comes up on the screen on, say, Channel 7 and it's got live in the corner, 
I assume that's live. That's got to be live. Now, if they're holding up in delay, they've got to put something in the corner that says, held up in delay or something like that. Because I've been caught out, you've been caught out, trying to put a bet on, you go to the betting app and the betting app says the event that you're watching live finished two hours ago. Well, that's just not good enough. It's it's deprived. No wonder Australians are sleep deprived because that drives you nuts. I stewed on that. I couldn't get to sleep last night because I'd missed out on a great betting opportunity. I know. You know? Can I ask you, and I I take this is going to happen, are you... At all surprised the voice is going to come back after the Olympics? Is it coming back? Yes. I, I love that's... that show. <laughs> Dodging Armageddon presents popular Japanese sayings. The weak are meat. The strong eat. Yes, and some great events coming up to, uh, across the uh, Olympic uh, Central later mm. in the day. Australia v Bulgaria and Badminton. Oh, good. Women's singles, that's yep. a terrific. Uh, women's cross-country. How we rated, how we rated our badminton <clears throat> team? They're pretty good, aren't they, actually? They're pretty good. I, I think they're about number three in the number world. Number three in the world, that's what yeah. I heard, yeah. And our good. women's cross-country mountain bike, number three in the world. Good. Uh, Synchronised uh, diving from the 10-metre. Is that the I artistic that. diving? or that is. That, yep, that is. Good. And Jess Fox goes for gold in the slalom, the canoe slalom. Yes. A mixed team air slug guns, that's always great. Yep. Men's gold medal surfing. Now, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but no. there's some, that may be a, a mistake state there, uh, Australia v USA women's football. Now, the Matildas have to win this to keep their tilt going. They do. And then we've got Australia v Belgium. I think the yep. uh, Opals open their account this yep. afternoon or yep. later today yep. uh, against Belgium. Swimming heats coming up, which we might be able to go through in a while. Yep. Uh, Roy, emails though. Oh, um, yes. People being in yes. contact with us. How are Pe- we going there? People have been very engaged by what's going on, has she, back home. Uh, now, Alison is in touch from Sutherland. Uh, they'd be in lockdown in Sutherland, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She says, I'm a bit concerned about the colour of the water at the surfing. It looks so murky. It makes me wonder what unpleasant substances our surfers are being exposed to as they're competing. The sand on the beach also looks very grubby. Surely the Tokyo Organising Committee could have shipped in some better quality sand for the occasion. That's a fair call. Because we went down and had a look at the venue. I was amazed at you, know, you wouldn't fish there, would you? No. Well, because that's you a, could see what appeared to me to be raw sewage. It smelled people... like raw sewage. I said to you, was that raw sewage? And you nodded, even though you had your mask on. Well, <laughs> but I went in for a swim undeterred. Yes. Uh, now, I've got to say is that the uh, people have commented also on the quality of the sand for the beach volleyball. Yeah. Which looks... What's too grainy? Well, <laughs> too grainy, yeah, too big the too, too big the but grains, the colour yeah. as well, very off-putting. Oh, no. What, what is it, that brown colour? The brown colour, yes. So it yes. hasn't got that golden Bondi. No, it has it, it, Why couldn't they put, get gold Bondi's hand They could have shipped it. It's the best hand in the world. I know, I know, I know. Pot and Cook. I know. Gold medalist Gold medalist. Gold medal sand. That's right. Now, this uh, obviously, this is volcanic, is mm. it? The, uh, I you, suppose it is. You know, of, you, you yeah. know your black sand's better than me. Yes. Uh, but uh, I take your point. Look, Basalt. Th- I think there's a fair bit of basalt in On the, the islands here in yeah. Japan. Yeah. And uh, look, that's... Mount Fuji. That's that's all basalt. You see, <laughs> you see, the difficulty is you mm. imagine pristine blue waves and yes. neat breaks and things like that. It's never going to happen. Well, that's interesting, isn't it, H.G.? Because you look at the uh, Japanese art, say, from the 17th 
18th centuries, where they depict where colour came to wood carving. Oh, yes. And they depict, you know, Mount Fuji and the water of uh, Tokyo Bay, it must be, and it is a pristine blue. I know. Now, whether it's just lost, lost quality, because well, there's a fair bit of industry happening around here, whether industry or whether it is just that problem that cities have of joining people's dates to the sea, which is the history of civilization all over the world. I mean, when you think about it, uh, maybe that's the problem. Now, who else has been on the blower there? Uh, we've got, uh, this is um, John from Canberra. Uh, with the crowds being kept away in Tokyo, one innovation I would love to see is piping crowd noise from classic Olympic moments from games past into the stadium. Imagine the 400-metre final with no crowd, dull, boring, who cares? Now, piping the crowd cheering from the Sydney 2000 games and it transforms the event for the TV viewers. People would be tuning into events just to hear the classic sounds of games past, regardless of what's happening on the screen. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a terrific idea, what isn't wonderful. it? So, you can sweeten the sound. They could do that in the studios in Sydney. So, so Seven you, could. Say the 400 metres women's, 400 metres athletics. Yeah. Are you suggesting the, the soundtrack should yeah. be the Cathy Freeman run from... Yeah, well, Sydney. you could. Yeah. You could without yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you would advertise this? Tune in tonight at yes. uh, 20 to 8. Tonight we'll be marrying the 400 metres from 2000 to the 400 metres. Da, 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 da. Easy to spruik. Hamish could do that and, and make <laughs> and, it funny. And could he use the word surreal? He could, he could. It, it would be a surreal thing. Now, Rachel's been in touch. She says, I'm currently working in Fiji. Ah, Yes. Gee, that Fiji team, they had a lot of difficulty coming to getting to Tokyo. They had to get on a transport plane. Some sort of uh, Pfizer carrying yeah, plane, you know, yeah. inoculation That's plane. right. They've that... had to fly out because it's in lockdown there. Yeah, and they arrived deaf because they didn't have earplugs and all of that. I mean, mm. it's just very difficult for them. Anyway, um, she's in Fiji and watching a Kiwi broadcast of the Olympics. Oh, oh wow. Oh, God, how must that sound? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't bear thinking about. Uh, just thought you'd both want to know that one of the commentators just described the 230-kilometre road cycling course as, quote, 180 kilometres of hope and 50 kilometres of truth. Curious to know where the switch is between the two, but you'd have to agree that's powerful stuff. That's incredible. It is, isn't I've it? I've never heard that. I wonder how he, gets, he or she gets on with the term surreal. Yeah, yeah. I think I can work it out, though, AC. The first 180 kilometres was downhill, you recall, and the 50 kilometres at the end was a really steep Deep, climb. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd get that. So that was the climb of truth. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, yep. though. I've never connected hope and truth with cycling before. No, no. Just finally, HG, uh, Chris has been in touch. He says, uh, in a television promotion for the Australian men's water polo team on Seven earlier today, the voiceover expressly mentioned that Blocker Roach's son was playing and suggested the viewer tune in to see whether the team could, quote, do some damage in Tokyo. Uh, I know water polo might have some physical aspects similar to uh, the game that his father played, pants work, etc., but the reference to doing some damage suggests proper rugby league thinking, <laughs> doesn't it? It does. That's a terrific observation. And how proud must Blocker be? Oh, and for people listening in Australia who don't know Blocker Roach, and uh, he, he was Wondering a, a, a wonderful, wonderful player for the Balmain Tigers mm -hmm. and for Australia and, mm. of course, New South Wales and, quite yeah. famously, patted an umpire on the head and, was sent and got off. sent off. Mm. And remember, I think he's got two sons who Has play. he really? Two sons and Aiden, two chips. <coughs> two chips two who chips. play the water polo. And yes. uh, I, I've got to say, Aiden, I think he's up around 190 matches for Australia. No way. 
why. Yeah, I think that's right. I hope I've got that right. Right. A tremendous record. Well, isn't that fantastic? And it makes you think what will happen when the Hopoades play water polo. Yes. Yes, they could create some damage. Um, the other thing about the, the water polo coverage, actually, there are no underwater no, cameras. No, it's very disappointing. And that's, that's robbed it of very spectacle. Tame. Nobody's watching it. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, look it up. You know, Don't whatever water, water polo is on, people go to nine. Japan loves our iron ore. Japan loves our coal. Japan makes things. Australia wins medals. End of story. This is Dodging Armageddon on ABC Radio. Now, one of the things we're developing uh, through the Dodge over the uh, couple of fortnights of action is uh, trying to tease out some interesting sports to go into the Olympics and dumping the dud yep. ones. Yep. Now, weightlifting faces a fight for its future. Uh, at the I love Tokyo the weightlifting. So do I. Everyone now, does. Following decades dogged by corruption and doping scandals, uh, mm-hmm. a strength and technique event exemplifying the motto, faster, higher, stronger, yeah. and together, that's the new buzzword. What, together? Together. Oh, you know, know that. Take that. I think that's one of his excellencies. Oh, editions. okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the original sports of the first modern Olympics, but expulses expulsion from Paris in 2024. The IOC warning the International Weightlifting Federation's Olympic stations hangs by a thread. The IOC has already shed four of the 13 weight divisions in Tokyo with athletes slashed from 196 to 120. In Rio 2016, there were 260. The situation is becoming more grave, more and more grave, according to his presidency, uh, Thomas Bach. Now, Roy, this is very, very disappointing. It is terribly disappointing, isn't it? I I love the weightlifting. There's a lot of weightlifting... Australians, Aussies love yeah. weightlifting. Who can forget Dean Luke? Dean Luke. That's a long time ago, I know. The tuna fisherman. I know. Came out of nowhere and lifted a huge he amount. He had a garage at home, went to LA, he not did. many other the big names came and he yes. snatched gold. He did. He now, did. Uh, Roy, is it is it possible that a national conversation, a, mm. a, a thrust from Australia, if yes. weightlifting enthusiasts could get, because of the coach connection and... sure. Anastasia Palaszczuk in yeah. Brisbane bringing the yeah. games home. Yeah. Could weightlifting survive until Brisbane? Well, I hope so. Yeah. I, I, I hope so because there would be a lot of kids and parents of kids who are listening now to us thinking, my little bloke, my, my, my daughter, my Lump. son would love – he's great at lifting things. Mm. I can mm. see them lifting in, in Brisbane. Now, now, I'd be terribly disappointed – if that was to be uh, taken away. Can I point out that... It's such a natural thing to do. People love lifting things. We're born to lift. I know. Does it need a bit more exotic <clears throat> nature? Now, in the past, yeah. enormous weights have been lifted with different parts of the body. Uh, and I'm just wondering if this yes. it needs to be able to be modernised in some oh, sort of way. okay. Now, you and I have a lot of experience in trying to persuade them to lift real things. Yes, like a car. Like a, Dat- like a Datsun 120Y. That would be appropriate here in Japan. Here in Japan, wouldn't it? And and really, they'd be lifting the equivalent. Some of the, some of the the heavyweights would be lifting easily, Quite easily, though. easily. Now imagine two Datsun one twenty Ys lumped together, you know, with a bit of steel. Easy to do. Imagine seeing that. Kids would love to see that, that. exactly because it would be impressive. Yeah. Uh, you, when, when you see weights that are just those round discs. Yeah. You've got to have a tremendous amount of imagination to know how how many 120Ys are in that disc. But often there are two or three. And, of course, the great thrill would be if somebody bought something new to lift, like a couple of fridges 
Yes. Or, you know, say, yes. I don't know, you know, 450 better blocks. Sure. Or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a basketball team. <laughs> lift, the, lift the American basketball team. Well, that's a great, what a great thing that would That'd be. That would be fantastic to see. Yeah. And teams, of course. We've got to get teams into weightlifting as well. But these are ideas we'll be teasing yep. out uh, over the coming days in uh, Dodging Armageddon. Thanks for being here today. And remember, there's a whole card of Aussie action coming up and there's a buzzword that'll settle you down when I say it because it's all going to be surreal. Surreal. Bye now.